Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. Good morning. For Every Day is Earth Day this morning, we have a special guest. Her name is Carolina Ortiz. She is the keynote speaker for the 18th annual Earth Conference here in Mankato on Saturday, November 4th, sponsored by the Living Earth Center. We'll be at Minnesota State University. It is a day-long event that will be talking about climate justice. Good morning, Carolina. Good morning, Karen. It's so good to be with you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, thank you. It's really exciting to have you coming down. And now the topic here is interesting. We're going to be talking a little bit about environmental justice. Let's talk about your background first. What exactly is your title and what do you do? Yes. No, thank you so much. So I am the Associate Executive Director at COPAL, which stands for Communities Organizing Latino Power in Action. And We are a fairly new organization. We started in 2018, but we have built a very strong um, community support um, these last few years and have a special emphasis on environmental justice and what that means for not just Latinos in Minnesota, but really everybody that is impacted in one way or another. For folks who are saying, what in the world is environmental justice? How do you define that? That's a great question. I think I always... um, switch the words around. I think, how do we insert justice when we speak about environment? Ah. And, you know, thinking about our communities, um, Black, Indigenous, Brown communities, there has been historically a big disadvantage, right, in how we live, the areas that we live in are, are a lot of times not ideal. So how we switch that and how we start thinking about that historical aspect, the context, and address some of these um, injustices that are happening is is important, especially as we see the uh, climate crisis the way that we see it now um, and the continued changes that we will continue to see. So your organization, COPAL, C-O-P-A-L, which is Latina Communities Organizing Power in Latin Action, what is your mission? Our mission is is very uh, simple, but I think it's it's, uh, strong. It's really improving the quality of life of Latin American families that call Minnesota home. And again, even though we have a focus on the Latino community, I think it's important to acknowledge that the work that we do really does impact us all, living everybody that is currently calling Minnesota home as well. As the keynote speaker, I see the name of your presentation is Bridging the Divide, Our Collective Role in Reconnecting Relationships. Now this is at an Earth Conference, so talk about the context in which you'll speak here in Mankato on November 4th. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited to be the keynote speaker at this event. I think it's incredibly important to be talking about some of the major topics and what, as you, as you, um, you asked at the beginning, what is environmental justice? How are we impacted? What can we do as a community? And really the, the goal of the conference is to begin bridging the divides by bringing community members together and finding common ground, really creating that space for learning, for dialogue around what are the most pressing challenges, what are, what is happening in our communities, and what are we going to do about it. So again, I'm, I'm incredibly excited to be part of this conversation because it's long overdue and we need a lot more of these in the near future. How do social impact initiatives 
improve the quality of life for Latin American families, for example, and how can they be used as a model to create changes that will benefit us all moving forward? That's that's a great question, and I, I want to connect it back to really focus on the multifaceted climate crisis that we're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, to give you something more more concrete, my own personal story, I was born in Zacatecas, Mexico, and I was born with um, health issues connected to the open mining projects that were happening just a few miles from my home. Oh. Um, my parents were, were forced to to make the difficult decision to migrate to Minnesota. And when we got here, we were placed in a neighborhood where we were surrounded by five of the major polluters in that area, which did not help um, at all my health condition at that moment. What were those polluters, Carolina, when you say that for people who maybe can relate to what where you're talking about? Yes, of course. So uh, Minneapolis, um, I know that this is something that we have been trying to talk about more. Um, and we do have more information on our landing page on copalement.org. But one of the big polluters in Minneapolis is the Hurt Incinerator. That is an incinerator where trash is burned. And many people who live in that area are exposed to the toxic chemicals that come out out of that incinerator. I was one of those. And the things that can be produced because of the exposure to those toxics are asthma, impacts to cancer. Um, There's a lot of really negative health impacts that people can can have and do have. And there's even been several reports on how many deaths happen on a yearly basis because of major polluters. So that's one of the examples of, you know, our conditions when we um, when we arrived in Minnesota. Tell us a little bit more about your journey and, and how you got here. You know, I, I think it, it's really all connected to to my my parents, my family. Their, their push to continue to knock on doors, to continue to hope for a better future, a better life, is something that they passed over to me. I think it's not just about me as a person. It's about our community members. How do we all live better, right? How do we all find those alternatives. We, at the end of the day, we have very common needs and asks as people who live in Minnesota and call Minnesota home. We want to breathe healthy, clean air, clean water. And I think that's that's part of the connection that we're trying to do with this conference is how do we find those connect those dots that connect us all and how do we work together to have a better Minnesota for all of us. And the position that I'm currently in right now, I've been leading the environmental justice work for Copal these last few months, and I, I feel very privileged to be doing this work. But I also feel a lot of responsibility to continue elevating not only my testimonial, but the testimonials of my community, and really trying to bridge the divide and understand what we can do better as a whole. Are you still living in the area that you came in? As you mentioned, you were surrounded by five major polluters and you had these health problems. Did you have to move or were you able to move or not? My parents worked, both both of my parents worked three jobs for several years before we were able to move. And that is when my health started to improve. Fortunately, you know, my family had that opportunity, but there are many families that don't have that ability to move. And that's something that again, really encourage, really is the, the big motivator in, in me to continue um, elevating my voice and talking about some of the issues that are happening because not everybody has the same privilege, which is you know moving to different areas. 
How do we move to that place where you talk about these relationships? How do we get there? How do you do that? It's just such a broad and overwhelming topic to me. Oh, it, it is. It definitely is. And if you think about it, it's it's almost scary. And it almost feels like, what what do we do? Or how do we even begin? And I think part of it is, one, talking about it, talking about what, what is happening in our communities. What are some of those issues? How do we bring educational materials? How do we start connecting media, local radio? How do we really elevate what's happening? And I think that's, that's the first step. And I love that so many other partners and um, organizations will be part of the conference as well because it's, it's really an opportunity to say, okay, we're all here. We're all wanting to see things done differently. How do we collaborate? What do we do going forward? And I think that is incredibly powerful as we think about uh, improving the conditions. I like that you brought up about the other speakers at the conference. While you are the keynote speaker, Carolina, there are others, including Paul Ebbing, who is the founder of the Blue Earth Project, talking on ecological resources, and Ronaldo Haslett Maraquin, the founder of Tree Range Farms, which is who he is talking about agricultural practices. Another person is our own Mohammed Al-Sadig, who works here at KMSU Radio as a volunteer and and is the executive director of Greater Mankato Diversity Council. He's talking about those social connections, and another presenter is talking about political disconnect, and that is Catherine Lozada of the Southern Minnesota Organizer with Nonpartisan Interfaith Organization. And you mentioned you you are with COPAL, the... Communities Organizing Latino Power in Action. Yes, and you mentioned that there's also a branch of COPAL here in Mankato, which I was not aware of. So we, we are right in downtown Mankato. We um, share an office right where United Way is also located. And this office opened up a little bit over two years ago with the idea of bring, uh, acknowledging that we have a lot of community members living in Mankato who were not connected to some of the uh, resources that are available in the state. So really it, it was trying to have a community space where community members could come, feel welcome, talk about some of the issues that matter to them, but also how we're we elevating or really bringing to them some of the resources that are really well known here in the cities, but not so much in Mankato. So really making that connection as well as doing advocacy for what do we need to do better to bring more resources to Mankato? How do we connect community members? During the time when we opened the office, it was also um, during the most difficult times during COVID. So it was a lot of a lot of a connection to the health and how you know we were bringing tests, vaccines. I mean, there was a moment where nobody knew what was happening or how to act, what to do, and how do you bring some of some of the, the information um, to comfort the families that just didn't know what to do. So we continue to have presence in our office there, really again to continue connecting the resources that exist and really making it a space for community members to come feel welcome and connected, most importantly. Are there other outreach offices in the the state besides just Mankato? So we have our main office in Minneapolis, um, which includes also our worker center. We have an office in Mankato, and we also have staff in Rochester. So even though we only have those those locations. We are a statewide organization. Um, we opened up the helpline during COVID as well. So we're able to connect the dots with people from all over the state who might need additional support over, over phone. We also provide services such as citizenship classes or English classes via Zoom. So we're able to connect people virtually. Um, so really trying to make sure that we are as accessible as possible. 
One of the things your group, uh, Copal, also does is, is advocates for the clean air and water. And I read in the, the descriptors in your, on your website, one of the things you talk about is how climate change is driving Central American migration. So I think that's, that's part of it, but also natural disasters. We oh, saw that a lot of the hurricanes happening sure. in South America, you know, provoked many people to, to leave their homes and leave everything behind. Uh, we saw, we were just recently in Puerto Rico, where many of the communities that were once thriving and busy and crowded, now they're, they're empty because people had to leave their homes. And many of them are actually calling Minnesota now home because they, they, they moved here. So I think part of it is, is seeing the external migration, but also acknowledging that we have a lot of internal migration as well. We're seeing people from California, people from Florida, people from Louisiana, looking for other places to live, such as Minnesota. So really addressing how climate change um, and this climate crisis is producing migration. When people come to the, the 18th Annual Earth Conference and hear you do your presentation, Bridging the Divide, what do you hope they take home with them from your message? I, I think people that are able to, to join us that day can expect to be uplifted by learning about positive changes happening in their own communities and hopefully also empowered um, to take some action by learning about actionable, like very precise actionable next steps for them to play a role in, in making positive change. As I previously stated, sometimes it can be very scary and sometimes, you know, we might even question like, is it too late? What do we do? But I think this conference also will be able to, to be that light of hope to say, no, there is something that we can do. And we have a very powerful community that is committed to seeing this through. So I hope that, you know, by them at attending, um, they'll have that, that initial ignite to want to do more and want to build, build this work together. So I'm very honored. I'm very excited to be part of this conference. And I'm most importantly, really excited to see what we can accomplish after the conference as well. Carolina, who should attend this? So people listening to this say, well, gosh, should I attend? You know, that's a great question. Um, I think if you live in the area, if, if you are able to make it, please join us. At the end of the day, well, the conversations that we will be having are connected to all of us, uh, regardless of our age, you know, anything really, like all of this impacts us all. So I think I would really encourage people that are listening that live near the area to join us, to participate, to come have conversations with us and get engaged. I think it's, it's just such a great opportunity to hear the good, the bad, and what we can do about it. So I would encourage everybody to attend. Well, I like that you talk about there are practical things to do. Do you feel that they'll be able to take away some ideas, but something that they can do? Yes, I think that's, that's one of you know the, the bigger goals in the conference, and I'm, I'm confident that Again, people that are able to join us will, will leave very excited about next steps and specifically tangible next steps. Well, I'm going to recap what we're talking about. It is the 18th Annual Earth Conference, Saturday, November 4th, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And it is at Minnesota State University in Centennial Student Union, room 253. And we are talking with Carolina Ortiz, who is the keynote speaker. She is with the Latina Communities Organizing Power and Latin Action, as well as a number of other speakers talking about ecological resources, agricultural practices, social connections, and political disconnect, all in under the realm of 
climate change. You can get tickets by going to, I believe you can get them on Minnesota State University website or as well as the Earth Conference 2023 site and they are in-person tickets and there's also virtual tickets you can get and they have a special deal for students as well. Anything else you'd like to add, Carolina, that uh, might be important for folks to know? I just want to thank you again for, for the time and the space and I'm super excited to, to be in Mankato and to have um, conversations with local community members. So again, just want to thank you and emphasize that I'm beyond honored and excited to to be part of this conference. Thank you so much, Carolina. We appreciate it and hope you enjoy your visit down to Mankato. Thank you so much, Karen. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.